everyone, this is Leslie Keith. I am president of the board of directors for the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today, I have an excerpt from a presentation by Siobhan Huggins during the Lipedema Summer Boot Camp as part of the Lipedema Awareness Month in June of 2022. Siobhan is a research specialist for the Lipedema Project. In this excerpt, she talks about being friends with our body, showing it compassion, and working together to help our body to heal. She discusses some options like diet and compression therapy that may work, but everyone needs to experiment to figure out the protocol that will work best for them. The main thing, she says, is to keep trying. In my own experiences with lipedema, I was diagnosed last year, and from what I've learned from others, it became pretty obvious that having lipedema can oftentimes be very overwhelming, especially if newly diagnosed. On the one hand, there can be some relief because now you have an explanation for your experiences. But those experiences can still be difficult, and sometimes if we don't understand why the symptoms of lipedema happen, and we just see them as things we have to deal with because our bodies are broken or faulty in some way, this may result in some scary and overwhelming feelings. It may feel like you don't understand your body or that you have to fight against it as if it's an enemy. But our bodies are not our enemies. Our bodies wanna be healthy and work hard every single day to try and get there and stay there, even if they need a little bit of extra support in some areas. If we work to really understand the inner side of lipedema, we can see where our body might be struggling and how we can help working together as friends. Like I said, we want to help our bodies. Okay. Struggling with multiple problems is an issue for our body. If this is true, then, okay, let's take off some of that burden. And there's a lot of research on using health promoting eating plans, like low carbon ketogenic diets to improve metabolic health. So that's a good thing. It means you can change your diet and then this can have an impact, putting less of a burden on the body, helping with immune function. All of that is good news. And it's not like a deprivation diet. You don't have to be hungry. <laughs> I've been on a ketogenic diet for almost six years. And this isn't an option for everyone. Not everyone may be interested in this, but I mention it because it's an option and knowing the options is good. So this may be worth exploring if you maybe don't have good metabolic health or you're not sure if you do, you want to check into it, find out you do. It's like, okay, what do I do now? This is something that you can try. Another thing with positive flow on benefits. I just had one client a couple of weeks ago that, you know, in questioning her about her sleep, I said, I think you need to get a sleep study done. And she was like, oh, I don't know. No one's ever told me I snore, but we did get that sleep study done. And she had quite severe sleep apnea. And she said, it feels like her life has started all over again. She has energy during the day. She's not really made a whole lot of dietary changes, but she's slowly dropping the weight. And I think about that in terms of every one of those micro awakenings during the night with sleep apnea, again, is a threat to the body and the immune system is responding and it's likely responding with some sort of inflammation. And that inflammation is contributing to some of the, you know, impacts that lipedema has. Interestingly, another area that I like to consider with my clients in terms of sleep is when they're actually waking up during the night. I don't know about you. Do you sleep well, Leslyn? Oh, not at all. And actually, I have sleep apnea. Oh, okay. Um, being managed with a CPAP machine. But I would tell someone who they've never been told that they snore, think about what your dreams are. Because before my sleep apnea was treated, I would actually wake up having just had a dream that I was swimming underwater 
and trying to find the surface of the water to mm. get some air. And so, and then I finally would gasp for air and then I would wake up. And so my sleep apnea was diagnosed and now I use a CPAP machine and it is night and day. So if you have an opportunity to investigate this, it really makes a huge difference just in lipedema resistance to weight loss. Mm. You are not getting good sleep. You are not going to be able to lose weight. It's very tied into that. So I'm so happy you're talking about this topic. And can you mention a little bit, Carrie, about hormones? Because hormones are involved with lipedema. It seems to be triggered at times of hormonal change, but hormones are also involved in sleep. So how do you think those two things go together? For sure. Well, we often, you know, hear from ladies that during those perimenopause years, those years, those that 10 years or so before we actually hit menopause and then into menopause, that sleep can be disrupted because of things like hot flashes and just frequent nighttime waking. It can change our bladder's kind of, I guess, tolerance and we end up getting up to use the bathroom more than we have in the past. So certainly there's that aspect of hormones that play a role in sleep that are obviously connected with lipedema because we know that there's a hormonal component. But I think it's even more than that. You know, we need to think about the thyroid hormones. We need to think about you know, some of those neurotransmitters, things like how much melatonin are we making to help us sleep? And all of the hormones and neurotransmitters, they all communicate with one another. So if we end up with one hormone that's out of balance, say for instance, you know, you often hear in lipedema that there's some estrogen dysregulation, but if estrogen's dysregulated, then it's like a domino effect. It starts to impact all of these other hormones as well. And so, you know, on a number of different levels and a number of different mechanisms that, you know, the hormonal changes that happen can certainly impact sleep. And going back right to what we sort of talked about right at the beginning, we need to be sleeping well to be healing and repairing. And we want to be lowering any impacts that may be triggering more inflammation because that inflammation is making weight loss much more difficult. And it's also contributing potentially to the growth of lipedema. So, you know, in many ways, this conversation we're having today is all very circular, isn't it? Everything seems to be, you know, connecting every, you know, touching. Hi there. This is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement just to let you know our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.